0: Welcome to hell.
1: (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Jersey Shore Musicians Podcast. I'm Matt. Jeff's not fucking here, so (laughs) I'm doing this shit by myself. Tonight, we got the guys from Someday You'll Know Us, Rob and Jack. Welcome, uh,
2: boys. How's it going? Thanks for having us.
1: Ah, not a problem. Huh? How are we doing tonight?
2: We are
0: doing. Uh, that is about the level we're going to be at.
1: That's awesome. Do you have any trouble finding the place? You got here all right?
2: No, not really. We got here pretty early, actually. Good, 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 good.
1: So you know, we like to lead everything off and start with, how did you guys get into music, and how did you end up all becoming, you know, coming together to make the band Someday You'll Know Us?
0: That's a story of... Most of my life, same for me. <laughs> like you, so my parents put me into like basically daycare, but with music. Yeah. At like eighteen months old, and so they were just sitting you down in front of a tiny little xylophone, and they're just like, "Bang on it!" And you eventually learn like your notes and all that fun shit. And so I've just been and I took music lessons immediately after that for, from like piano to saxophone to guitar to whatever else I felt like doing and well, as singing and then it just, I never stopped. That's awesome. So now, and then eventually I bumped into him in a bar and he's like, hey, I need a guitarist for a band and I'm like, I'm busy right now but maybe in like a couple months.
2: <laughs> it's actually true. He stole me from a different band. With me, though, music started around when I was five years old. My parents got me a little acoustic guitar for Christmas, which they then promptly took away because I didn't know what I was doing, and I got annoying real quick. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. <laughs> Did not stop me from sneaking into their closet and taking it back every other day.
1: That's great. And you've been playing ever since. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, that's awesome. Uh, any other guys you've been in, in the past? Like, any any projects that you want to bring up?
2: Um, I mean, I used to be uh, originally the bassist and then rhythm guitarist of a band called... Uh, the Years We've Sinned, which was also known as Uncharted Waters in the early days, but that was back in like 2012, 2013.
0: Uh, meanwhile, for me, this, this is the first rock band project that's actually taken off the ground, but I've been in, you know, multiple different bands for jazz orchestras or jazz bands or um, oh, what was the other thing? that I was in, like, basically, the, the studio I was at was like, hey, we're going to have all the kids taking lessons put on a show. Do you want it? And I was like, sure, fuck it. And they're like, cool, what are you going to play? Whose songs are you going to play? And I'm like, can I play mine? And they're like, yeah, do it. <laughs> so so I, that was me doing my own music for the first time at, like, 15 Honestly, it's awesome.
1: Like, yeah I went to a place called Rock house they used to do that he used to make every year the kids would uh they'd all make a CD together and they like you know all groups of kids on every track and then you'd have like the CD release party and it would be a big thing when like you know cover bands playing and then throughout the day all the kids get to get up and play different songs and yeah, it's cool it's cool it's cool it's just, it yeah. helps build you up a little you know
0: yeah it's funny because um, the place I went to was up in Belmar and they they eventually were like oh yeah like because when i was doing it we were just renting out like the local firehouse and eventually he got in like on good terms with the guy at the stone pony and that guy was like sure bring your kids here and do a show during the day when no one's here that's fine yeah (laughs) so now a bunch of kids get to play the stone pony once a year and they lose their minds over it
1: that's that's great yeah that's awesome. That's that's the best way to build them up, give them confidence, and then when when they go to try to be in a band, they have a little. They you know they're not gonna do, they're not gonna go in there thinking they're gonna fail. They got a, mm-hmm. you know they got a little behind them. Yeah, so it's, it's good.
0: Which which is good, but there's also just for me the worry of the inverse of ah oh, they think they know what they're doing <laughs> and they don't. Like some... I mean,
1: everybody falls on their face, man. Oh it's, yeah, it's, it, it happens. It, it, there's no, there's no avoiding
0: it. There just isn't. Yeah, like I've for actual instrument training, I've been playing in, in one solid instrument for twenty two years now, and like I've been, I've been in the music business. I've talked to literal legends back in the day. like in my college days. I talked to some of the people who came and gave us extra classes and stuff. And, you know, I'm like, oh, this is not what I thought this was at all. <laughs> and then, you know, I see kids being like, oh, we just got to put something on the Internet. And I'm like, oh, that's a, sw- Ooh, you got to work harder than that. Uh, it's
1: it's everything that's wrong with
0: today with music. Mm-hmm. But
1: mm-hmm. all right. So back to the topic at hand. Mm. Someday you'll know us. Yes. Give us a little history on the band, how you got to the point you're at now.
0: Uh, so it started with me, uh, and our current bassist, Tom, and he, and Tom and, uh, our past drummer got together and were like, hey, let's start a band. We want to do a band. So they are like, okay, we need guitarists and vocals cause we have drums and bass. Uh, and so they called up my friend who then was, and they were like, hey, do you know any guitarists? And she was like, "Yeah, here, here's this guy," and it was me. <laughs> and I was, and I came in. So, you know, we played for a while, started playing live shows and stuff, and eventually uh, brought in Rob because I was like, "Yeah, we need a rhythm guitarist because I'm trying to do leads and rhythms at the same time, and I can't. Yeah. That we need, we need the extra sound." So they. I convinced him to bring in Rob. And so then from there, <laughs> from there, Rob was like, all right, I'm going to bring my musical style into this. And then it changed from like punk, yeah. like pop punk type things, very upbeat, happy type stuff to, all right, now let's write some heavier things.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and then that's what
1: uh, that's what it is it's a it's a melting pot of everybody yeah Mm -hmm.
0: and then from there we lost a few people gained a few people uh you know drummer eventually found a different project singer eventually found a different project and the main thing that we had always said for us as a band that the three of us had agreed on was look whoever's the best at doing the thing does that thing Like, it doesn't hurt feelings. If someone's better at leads, they record the leads or whatever. They do do what is best. And at the time, we were doing stuff where you needed, you know, a high, clean singing voice. And that was what I fit best at. And I'm like, damn it, I want to keep playing guitar. (laughs) And they were just like, no. (laughs) No. So we ended up bringing in uh, Justin, our drummer. Uh, Eliel, our guitarist, and then uh, we—the most recent change we made was we swapped Rob to pure vocalist, uh, screaming vocalist, and our newest guitarist, uh, Austin, who will start this year off at this, you know, first show for the year by, you know, it's our—it's his first show with us. Yeah. So he's—he's he's, you know.
2: It, it's our little testing grounds with them. Yeah. So yeah. See it's how not, he yeah. handles the live stuff. You uh,
1: gotta put them through the paces. Mm-hmm. Not everybody works out. It seems good at first, but you never, you never know. Yeah. Something
2: Jack forgot to mention was half of our band is comprised of old members from my last band that I was in. Yeah. The one that he stole me from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
0: I wasn't going to mention my thievery. Come on. I'm, that's how you in. get away with it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> originally, I came in as a temporary fill-in while they looked for a full-time rhythm guitarist. And I built up a bond with the, with the rest of the band to the point where they asked me to stay. At the around the same time, I had moved away from where I was with with the other band, like physically moved to another town. Yeah. I couldn't really make it to their practices as often. We weren't really doing much at the time, so I made it full time with this band. And over time, I eventually brought in old members of that band.
0: Which is how we got our drummer and new guitarist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now it's just like all right, full half of the band is like just like you know people we've added and then the other full half of the band is his old project (laughs) and i'm just like yeah you
1: always end up going with people you know oh yeah because it helps it's not so awkward in the beginning you have a little more you're a little more comfortable with them mm -hmm. that chemistry's already started
0: exactly yeah and it also just helps that like the the people from his old band are some highly talented musicians and i was like yeah i have no problem bringing them in that helps too yeah yeah that definitely helps otherwise i would just be like ah, i know you know them but if they're not that good i don't want them here
2: yeah <laughs> i wouldn't have recommended them if i didn't think they would fit which is fair
1: yeah that's fair that's fair All right, well, you guys just uh, recently dropped a new album called Coping Method. Why don't you talk Talk a little about uh, the recording process, how that all went, where'd you record it?
0: Um, So we ended up recording with an old friend of our bassists uh, who, well, an old neighbor of our bassists, because they used to live in the same neighborhood, and he's also part of the band Vexes, (laughs) and he records all of Vex's albums for them, and so he started opening up his own studio just above his garage, recording anyone who's willing to pay him to update his (laughs) studio. He specifically told us, all right, here's what I'm buying with your guys' money. I'm buying a new one of these, and a better one of these, and another one of those. (laughs) We were just like, cool.
1: Yeah, that's one way to look at it.
2: (laughs) We had a good time working with him. He was super helpful in in producing it and like helping us get through the process. Yeah, because for a lot of us that was our first experience recording. For some of us, we had done this before. Yeah, but uh, it it was a fun process.
1: How long did it, how long did it take to track it out?
0: Um, not nearly as long as we thought. To be completely honest, we tracked all the drums in a day, which we were just like. Well, okay then
1: Was it an EP or an
2: album?
0: Uh, an EP, EP, yeah It was It was just the five songs oh, yeah. But Oh man it, Like, it took us
2: Probably no longer than a day per set of instruments yeah. Drums were a day All the guitars were done in a day Bass, Bass was, was a day, day, day on its own And then mm-hmm. you and I took a day for vocals Yeah, pretty much So like four so, days
1: That's not bad at all, no
0: Yeah and And, you know, he was very good with scheduling He was like all right, does this day work with you guys? And, you know, we'd be like, now, Was yes. that all
1: recorded pre-COVID or during COVID?
0: During COVID. During COVID? I yeah. Hope, yeah. Which he was like, you know, it was his own house and stuff. So he was like, you guys take whatever COVID precautions you need. I don't blame you. It's fine. But at the same time, you know, I live here. I'm not going to wear a mask right now. Because if you guys tell, like, you know, tell me that you've, you know, either been tested or you're being safe. I'll trust you with that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but things went very smoothly to be completely honest. And there were certain parts where he was like, he didn't even tell us, but he would add certain parts to the track. And then he would send it to us and be like, Hey, I just sort of tweaked the sound here. And, and I added like some, some background notes here. What do you think? And we were just like, Heck yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, he didn't hit a. He did nothing wrong, and we were just like, "Holy crap, we sounded so good!" Yeah, and we. It's and a we, good feeling. Yeah, yeah, and we had we had tried to record with someone else before, like before, in bits and pieces, and just it didn't end up coming out the way we had wanted. So we ended up going with him, seeing like, "All right, let's see how it sounds," and then he came out came back sounding like that, and we were like.
1: See, that's why I love recording with Jeff. Mm-hmm. He is the one of those guys you'll ever see. He'll stop you mid track and just be like, do it again. That sucked. <laughs> you know yeah. he is not afraid to tell you exactly what he thinks and that's what you need with, with mm-hmm. the guy behind the board if something doesn't sound right don't be like oh yeah that sounds great guys no you know you, got, if you if you think it sounds like crap tell him it sounds like crap you know mm-hmm. yeah. and that's where we we get into this conversation of the new age of music and how anybody with a laptop can retor- record you know an album if they really mm-hmm. wanted to and you know, guys like him, he can hear, He can tell you just by listening to it if it was recorded on a laptop or if it was recorded in a studio, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It's, 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 it takes a lot of, like, the, the heart out of it, I guess you could say.
0: Yeah, yeah, to a large degree. And it's one of those things, like, I, I really appreciate when you get a studio tech like that because we've had other studio techs who are just like, yeah, we're just here to record whatever you do. Like yeah, they're just not, collecting a paycheck. They just That's collect a mm-hmm. paycheck and like they're like they'll listen to it but they'll just be like, Yeah, this <laughs> this is what you guys yeah. recorded. Whereas he was like he did say, I have no problem telling you guys you suck. Yeah. Like I'll tell you if something needs to be redone immediately. You know, but that only happened maybe twice. I think in the entire time we were kind of harder on ourselves than he was because <laughs> we were, we oh, that's always how it is. Oh yeah. yeah. Like our, a fun thing about our drummer is that if he's going on a riff, he'll just go like he'll <laughs> he'll
2: stop himself when he fucks up, scream, and then go back to doing it
0: in the, in the same beat. Like he'll he'll scream in tempo, <laughs> and it's the most hilarious thing for me.
1: Everybody's got their little quirks, but mm-hmm. I still firmly believe the drummers are the
0: worst. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> they're the worse. They're worse than singers. They really are.
0: Excuse, the... I didn't
2: say a word. Mm hmm.
0: As I a, didn't. No, you said nothing. <laughs> <sighs>
1: no, I, 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 have a, I have a history with drummers, so we'll just leave it at that.
2: <laughs> Let me just say, with the, uh, him accusing me of saying something, I'm pretty sure the video feed skipped at that point for a second.
1: We're not going to edit it out, <laughs> 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 or I can leave it in. Uh, all right, so. Um, the other thing we like to do, we we ask all the bands that we bring in here. You know, we don't always bring in bands, by the way. I don't know if you know that. We we do. We, we've had uh, guitar techs. You know, Jeff. Not a, not only does he run the studio, but he's also an amp tech. And mm-hmm. uh, we brought in from uh, you guys have played Dingbats, right? You yeah. Know, you know Michelle, Messina?
0: Um, Uh Yes. A little
1: short Michelle books all the shows. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. yeah. She was in here last week. She's one of my oh, really good awesome. friends. really good friends. We've known each other since we were kids. But it's
2: uh, awesome. We're actually yeah. playing there. Uh... In a few days. Oh, I'll tell her to smack you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, she's
1: she's I love her. She's great. But uh we, we try to get in, you know, what's what's your best show and what's your worst show ever? We'll start with the worst because they're always the best. What is the worst show you've ever played? Doesn't necessarily even have to be with the band that you're in right now, but what is the worst show you've ever played? Hmm.
2: I'll
0: there, have to think about that. There are a couple options because there are shows that have been bad. Because of the amount of people that didn't show up, which you well, know, that's almost every show. Yeah, <laughs> well, every, I, I feel like if you haven't played to an audience of three people and you know two of them, you haven't built character as a band. Oh. <laughs> but at the same time, there are other shows where it's like, ah, oh, the vibe was just off the whole time. Someone said something wrong. Every like equipment failed, I broke something, who knows. But there's those there's those catastrophic shows. But for me, I think I think my worst show would actually end up being uh not even that early on in my career, but like mid-college, where we played uh I think at the Strand. Like, the jazz, we were just playing to, like, 70 people at the Strand. And it was a good time. And all of a sudden, I just couldn't hear my guitar anymore. And I'm like, well, I'm mid-solo. I can't stop now. (laughs) And, like, I I felt like it was one of my best solos. And no one heard it. (laughs) And I was so angry at it and it just affected my performance for the rest of the night i was just like i'd oh, definitely put you down yeah. down for the rest of the night i was like ah man yeah i'm doing good but this part got missed <laughs> <laughs> but I'd, I'd say that would be my worst show probably
1: and for you
2: i think for me it was definitely that show we played in cape may that i'm certain was put on by a cult I'm 100% sure it was a cult because I don't know a single person who puts black peppercorn in chocolate chip cookies on top of the other things that happened. That's that's
1: just weird. There there
2: was a lot wrong with that. The main thing that sold it was when our bassist showed up having not had any contact with anyone but the drummer. And he even walked up and said, is anyone getting cult vibes? That sealed it. I knew it. And they blamed me for
0: being indoctrinated by the cult forever. And then we figured out recently that no, it was not me. It was the drummer who booked the show in the first place. There you go. It's
1: always the drummer. <laughs> I see. I told you. It's always you know the drummer. What? You're so not.
2: This, this is why I bully. Not them. wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> You're not. This, this is why I bully ours.
1: Yep. All right. Well, uh, we talked about COVID before. You know, what did? How did COVID affect your band? Ah. Uh,
0: See, I would say it actually was kind of a good thing for us. Not in like terms of oh, you know, this deadly disease is going around. This is good fodder for songs. No. But like it gave us a break because we had been playing shows pretty consistently at that point where we weren't getting much of a break and we were like, We really want to try and record our stuff eventually. And we bring just, yeah, we yeah, just didn't absolutely. have the time. And so it gave us the time to back off and be like, all right, let's sit down, get a studio, and just get at least five songs out. And then that was, that was our goal. We hit it, and honestly, it's helped us a lot more than just playing the shows ever did.
2: It also gave us the chance to bring in and get Austin acclimated to us. So we've had a chance to work with him learn his play style, his writing style, see his strengths and weaknesses and play to him. Yeah. As well as let him get used to us and be
0: like... You got, yeah, you got a right. gel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, it, but, you know, it, it's been generally a good thing for us and we got a chance to, like, slow down, reset, and be like, okay, now let's just take off and do what we can.
1: Yeah. Because we, we, we talk about, um, you know... Uh, how many people do you think really took the time from that you know everybody got from covid and really you know honed in on their craft you know because mm-hmm. they, now that things are opening back up there were so many people for the longest time they were releasing one song here one song there or you know nobody was releasing anything because they didn't mm-hmm. want to release it if they couldn't play to support it so you know, now that everything's opening back up and the bands are hitting the road again there's going to be a flurry of shit getting thrown out everywhere and there's going to be a lot of good music, and there's going to be a lot of really bad music. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. For You know, people sure. that are still because we were talking with our friend Eric, who's uh, he's a, he's the guitar player guy at uh, Russo's in Asbury. He, uh, he was telling us that Fender Guitars had their best calendar year of sales in 2020
0: in the history of
1: their company.
0: That's insane.
1: Because everybody was sitting at home, and they everybody bought a guitar.
0: Yeah, makes sense to me. Yeah, in all honesty, like I I might actually know Eric because I frequent Russo's Nazberry. In in Asbury. Yeah. yeah, it's it it is where I bought my guitar, and it is where I go to take all of my guitars to get any work done on them or tune yeah, up. he was on our third
1: episode, and he guest hosted last week, covering for Jeff because obviously the fucking guy's not here, leaving me hanging by myself. <laughs>
0: Motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because one of my uh, friends from high school who, like, we all knew he was going to do something with guitars because the kid's just a legend, Mm -hmm. basically. He was insane on guitar back in high school before I even graduated. I was like, he's either going to be in a band or something, like, something's going to happen with this kid. And he ended up getting a job at Russo's with, uh, you know, Eric and them and just... Just loves it there.
1: Yeah, Eric's a good dude. Yeah, he uh, he also owns Luther Lee pickups, makes his own pickups and everything. Yeah. Oh,
0: wow.
1: Yeah, guys, all over it, all over it. So, um, as we've we've been starting to see, you know, uh, the Brighton fell mm. today. Ro- uh, was it Roxy and Dukes up in North Jersey? They announced that they're closing.
0: Oh, really? I yeah. didn't hear that one. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, today. Dang. Yeah.
1: So it's yeah. what do you guys think? What clubs are gonna bounce back? What clubs you know, like there's gonna be a lot of clubs that don't come back. Mm, yeah. What 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 do you think that the, the, the music scene around here is even gonna be from here on out? Are you just gonna have your pay to play, you know, Stone Pony, House of Independence, or you gotta, you know, you gotta guarantee fifty to sixty people through the door if you even wanna touch the stage. And mm-hmm. then you're gonna have hordes and hordes of bands lining up mm-hmm. for it because there's nowhere else to play because all the mm-hmm. little all the little places are yeah. bored up.
2: Yeah, I'm hoping that a lot of the little places will either get picked up by someone new and they'll start their own little thing going on there because eventually I want to start trying to do that and putting on shows like showing what the local scene can do.
1: Well, that that's I've seen. There's a big resurgence right now of DIY, VFW mm-hmm. halls, you mm-hmm. know, outdoor parks. Yeah, my band played. Two over the last like six months at, at uh, Hebrew Park in Lacey for my buddy, my buddy Jay and Stomp Out Adam will be Beast, big charity things we did. Nice, Yeah, it was good, it was good times. And now they, they, they're they doing it in Bamber at the VFW Hall out there. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, it's one of those things where like the internet helped get a lot of music out there. Not all great music, obviously, but they've it's helped a lot. See, I would
1: say it did for a while, and yeah. that, now it's more if you're not. Fit for that algorithm, you don't get seen at all
0: to a degree. Yeah, for you sure. Know?
1: And then we, we even get into like, we, we you guys are on Spotify, no? yeah. Mm-hmm. You you then you know you get what mm-hmm. seven tenths of a penny for every for every stream you have or something like that, something four, like four that. tenths of a penny, some shit yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. That's a real
2: low amount. Oh yeah, you could you could yeah. you know you
1: sell you, you could sell your you know a thousand songs and you, you it's nothing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually one of the things that. Uh, like cuz i was i was handling the uh the distribution for our ep for the most part was like all right what what's the best you know company to go with for distributing music and stuff like that uh and you know it all just kind of part of it was like all right how much do we think we're going to be producing music cuz part of it was all right you have to think about how much you're going to produce music every year and how mu- and you know how much each service costs for this that and the other thing you know and we ended up going with one that distributed us to Spotify and YouTube and all these other places Apple, Apple Music mm-hmm. Amazon Music yeah and, and it, it was like cool and they and they deal with you know all of the you know legalities of stuff for us but they and we just we do pay them, like, once a year, but they let us keep all of our revenue. So we're like, cool. We're really glad about that. But, you know, even then, like, the bits and pieces that come back, unless you get, like, you know, specific stuff, like we we had to pay a little extra to get money back from YouTube in case, you know, someone decides, hey, I like this song. Let's put it in the back of our workout video. Like, we would get paid for that. yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we just got to keep like, you know, you have to either put out such a large volume of music that it starts making money on its own and those pennies add up, or you just have to not care about the pennies and just keep making whatever you want.
1: Like I said to you guys before we started this, you know how you make money in music? You, you don't. don't. You don't. <laughs> we, we were we, we talked about it last week. I think it was uh, the best way to make money with music right now, at least, is trying to do it for TV or movies or something mm-hmm. like that. Because you'll make mm-hmm. more you'll make more money doing this, like you know, a ten second little clip on a commercial oh, than yeah. you will selling a s you know, trying to sell your songs on Spotify
0: or Apple mm-hmm. Music or. Yeah. Well, a, a good part of that is like those are like guaranteed to play more. Oh yeah, like it, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, they pay a butt ton just to you know, put it on air a bajillion times, which hate everyone hates. <laughs> but at the same time, like, for the amount that we've put out, for just the five songs that we put out, we've gotten a surprising amount of people who are just like, I'm about this. I'm going to listen to it a bajillion times. <laughs> We're, we, we got very lucky with our first couple of songs where they're just people are like, Absolutely, let's yeah. let's listen to more of this. Let's
2: see what these guys are about.
1: Awesome, that's great. And uh, all right, well, you know, you guys got any shows lined up?
2: September tenth is uh, our biggest show to date.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got uh, the Blue Ridge Rock Festival down in Virginia, which, for anyone who doesn't know, it's it's another one of the you know you pay for your slot to play. But at the same time, the amount of bands and the level of bands that are at that show make the exposure alone worth it. Like, because we, we announced that we're, we're playing in that show, and suddenly we've got 10 times more listeners than we've ever had. We have, you know, streams and, and views of stuff coming in constantly. And it's just been to a point where we're like, This is more than we were anticipating. How did we do this? (laughs) What did we do right? Can we do it again?
2: (laughs) Alone announcing that show was a huge boon for us. Like within, I'd say, two days, we had doubled our monthly listeners.
1: That's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, because, you know, some of the other people on that are, you know, big names like Megadeth, Anthrax, uh, We've got Limp Bizkit on the day that we play. Yeah, Rob you Zombie. Know, Rob Zombie got announced, and suddenly everyone's like, "Oh my god!" It's like, it's, yeah,
1: well, it's one of the big outdoor festivals, bunch of stages, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And so we're just we got very lucky to be like invited to pay for a slot for that because we were like, because this this came in this offer came in in like August of last year ish. Somewhere around that. Somewhere around that, like fall of last year, and we just we thought about it for a while, and then eventually we were just like, we should, we really ought to. So, you know, we we pulled together the money for it and paid for it, and then waited for months and months. And you and couldn't months tell anybody because <laughs> they were like, yeah, you can't announce yeah. that you're playing until we announce that you're playing.
1: That's, that's how that's how it works, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And so we ended up saying "All right, we'll wait And we've just been sitting on it for so long And we wanted to tell everybody
2: And then last month when they finally said Alright, it's your turn Everything changed for us Everything started falling into place To get further and further with what we're doing Uh, In fact, right now Our drummer is tracking a few new songs He was actually supposed to be here with me tonight But had to go to the studio
1: That's awesome I'm happy for you guys. That's, that's, that's great. That's like you, you, you could pinpoint that spot where, like, this is where it made that turn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: For sure. And it's one of those things where, like, there's, there's a difference between, you know, like, I've, I've met uh, Bernard Purry, and I got to play one song with him in private in a back room at a college and it was a great experience it was awesome the guy is a living legend who played with Loretta Franklin like <clears throat> insane yeah but it's very different from you know playing in a back room at a college with him to being able to say all right here is music that we wrote that I helped write and we're presenting it in front of Thousands of people at this show with, you know, some of the biggest current names in the business Mm -hmm. and Not even like Trying to just wrap my head around it. It's just like wow so this it's it's a palpable difference between the two it's be it's like one is like a personal high and the other is, all right, this is like a profess- professional and personal high at yeah. the same time. So it's it's very...
1: Not to mention, when it's your music, you're so much more invested in it. You know, that's your passion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that that is one of the things about like being a jazz and blues musician that I was always like, I was happy with it because I was like, yeah. I'm playing solos off the top of my head. They're mine. This is what I'm capable of and doing. But they were always other people's songs. And then we're doing this, and I'm like, I've written the words to this. I helped write the guitars to this. I've been around for every process part of the process in making this, and it's it, it's more like, all right, this is not just my thing. This is me. As yeah. as like this is what I like. We've all agreed to it. We all did this.
1: Yeah, Cause that I can relate because as as I was a bass player for the longest time, and then the band that I've been now for about ten years, uh, I started singing. And it, it, there's there's nothing better than when you're up on stage and you're singing, and you look down and you just see someone, you know, like eyes closed and just like, just feeling it, and you're like, mm-hmm. I fucking did that. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. me.
0: <laughs> in in all honesty, because you you had asked before about you know worst and best shows for me, the show that really made it like click for me that I was like hyped on for life is uh, we were playing down at uh, Reverb in Pennsylvania, and it it's a it's not a complicated song it's just a fun anthem type of song where you can get the crowd chanting with you but i was like we we were the first band on for the night we were one of the smaller bands on for the night we had started playing like a year beforehand and so we were like all right let's let's just do what we can do and see what kind of reaction we get back and i was and i asked the crowd to chant with me thinking maybe a person would do it possibly who knew us yeah and then i look into the crowd and there's a decent crowd of people chanting the words that i had asked for them back and i was like oh shit i did this yeah i asked for this and i just immediately was like there was no doubt in my mind of cool this is everything now <laughs> it's getting back to this that
2: i'm trying to get to <laughs> it's a moment of hey do the thing and then they do the thing and you're like i didn't think i'd get this far
0: yeah i didn't have a plan for after this so now i need to figure some things out <laughs> me
2: and jeff have said
1: it a couple times that uh, the the one thing about being a musician is you you have to learn how to get up and then when then you're gonna fall and then you gotta learn how to get yourself back up and you're going to have to get up like, you know, 20, 30 times, you know, and it's, it's just eventually you get to the point where you're like, you know what, fuck this. But, you know, that, that's it. You're, you're, there's never like a, a straight line, you know, you're always up and down and up and down. There's days where you're like, you know what, I don't want to fucking do this no more. And then the next day you're like, I don't even know why I fucking said that. I'm like, I love it. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a love-hate relationship.
0: <laughs> it's a love-hate relationship with yourself. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: It definitely is. Uh a word from our sponsors
0: The power of Sticker Jesus compels you full color waterproof and UV resistant decals printed for your art business club or anything you want to promote. DM his assholiness on Instagram at sticker uh, stuck up sticker company or email him. Sticker stuckupstickercompany at gmail.com to start your order today. Remember, Stuck Up is your source for signs, stickers, banners, and way more.
1: And here at the Jersey Shore Musicians Podcast, we uh, we like to tell people about the Stuck Up Sticker Company. And if you tell them that, that you heard about it here on the Jersey Shore Musicians Podcast, you will get 10% off your first order. On anything, he does stickers, stage banners, you know, covers for your amp. You name, if you can if you can print it, he can make it for you. All right, well, we're about to wrap up. I'm going to ask you guys, I want each of you to give me your answer on this. This is the same final question we ask every single person we bring in here. If there is one thing you could change about the Jersey Shore music scene, what would it be and Why? And that's the same thing everybody else does.
0: We all stroke hmm. our beards. Hmm. <laughs> even the ones that don't have them. Yep, even the ladies. Hmm. We've only
1: had one guest that was just like, instant they had it. Everybody else is like,
0: wow, that,
1: that's, a, that's a tough one.
2: Yeah. It is pretty tough. It's, it's, just one thing. Mm-hmm.
0: It's specifically a tough question just because it's like, gosh, how much can you change? And it, you you get so used to certain things that it's like, You wouldn't even think of changing it, but it's like, that's a thing that could change.
1: Yeah. We have one guy, he's a sound guy, that came in and did it, and he's a recovering alcoholic. And his one thing he would change is he would like to see some more dry venues.
2: That would be nice. I I also would like that. That'd that'd be great. Yeah, we've... uh,
1: That's one of the interesting ones that we've gotten so far.
0: Yeah, we've both had uh, our struggles with that, so that's always... A decent thing. For me, I think one thing that I'd really like would be, like, not just an original music place, you know, because there's always going to be places that are like, oh, we only do original music, but, like, just an honest-to-goodness underground-type venue of just, like, here's the people that you're never going to hear on the radio either because of their politics or because of how they choose to sound or anything like that like a true like either punk underground place for just stuff that people are like eh, you're not going to hear it in the mainstream ever
1: there's a, there's a few of them here and there I mean the 90s were were great for that there this it, you never knew who you, who was going to be playing but you know if you went there on a friday night there was they were all going to be good like good bands Yeah, you know you, you probably never heard of any of them but you knew you were in for a treat
0: yeah it, it, i i would like to see a few more places like that and have like the underground scene you know build up here a little yeah, bit more it's like
1: it's what i've always said too is there needs to be more venues that 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 focus on this is good music and not, we're making money.
0: Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. But,
1: if you don't make money, you don't stay open. And <laughs> mm-hmm, a yeah. lot of the places that are like that or were like that,
0: mm-hmm. they don't last. Yeah.
1: You know, because if you're booking bands and they're not pulling people, you're not paying your bills.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, it. it I'd like to see it. Oh, yeah. But I know I agree the 100%, yeah. is just,
2: you know, rough. And you? For me, I would say... I'd like to have a few more like open venues where you can have more people get there and like interact with the bands playing. We don't really have a lot of those in our area anymore, where you can just get a group of people and just have fun, like have them jumping off of stages and stuff. Because I know, like for a long time, the Stone Pony got rid of like moshing and stuff. There was always like these rules you had to follow. Now, yeah,
1: that's because you know people get hurt and sue people. Yeah. <laughs> Make and them sign waivers so at the insur- door. Insurance is a lot of money. Waivers yeah.
2: at the door—that'll fix it.
1: <laughs> I don't. It yeah. only covers so much. I, I know. No, I know. I agree. I wish there was places like that, but in today's world, it's just—it's not feasible. Yeah. yeah. And if you did, you would won lawsuit and you're closing your doors.
2: Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, with the local scene, that's pretty much a death sentence. Oh yeah,
0: without a yeah. doubt.
2: But it'd be nice to have again.
1: We can hope. Like I said, there's there has been a very big re- resurgence of DIY kind of mm-hmm. shows where people mm-hmm. are just setting up and playing shows in VFW halls and fire halls and yeah. you know outdoor you know finding places to rent in parks and mm-hmm. it's 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 working its way back.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm you, you might see me at a couple of those shows. Who knows? Yeah,
1: like I said we played two uh, over the past couple of months and. It's great, like it's right around the corner from my house, right in Lacey. And I just we we we'd literally bring the barbecue in the back of the truck. We'd, there be, you go, we'd be there all day, like we'd be eating filet mignon and shit mm-hmm. while we're going up. Oh, time for a set. All right, let's go. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was uh, there was a couple of shows where we would just like because I'm I'm always the guy with the truck. I always carry either the drum set or the amps or a combination. Like, I've, I'm, I am the one who carries most of our equipment. You are the U-Haul. I am the U-Haul, <laughs> just by virtue of I have a truck. Yes. Um, and so there have definitely been a couple shows where we just were like, all right, we got all our stuff, we're, you know, early or, you know, we don't go on right away, so we'll just sit outside and be like, we don't want to pay for drinks. We don't want to pay for food. Let's just hang out in the parking lot on my tailgate. <laughs> hang out, have a good time, couple mm. beers. Yeah, you know, and then every, and then you know, you just start your own little party in the parking lot, and eventually you're, they're like, oh hey, yeah, you guys are on like in like a band, and we're like, ah crap, we gotta run.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, me and my guys, we're, I mean, you know, useless. We always. We always get there, watch every band, you know, sit there and drink all night long. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a lot. It's a, it's a lost art in, the, in today's music scene. You know, everybody shows up, plays their set, and then leaves and takes their fans with them. No one wants to work together. Mm-hmm. You know, there's mm-hmm. not like, hey, bring your fans to see my band and we'll keep our fans to see your band. And then they become all of our fans. And then we can just keep playing with all these other bands and keep doing it and we'll just keep growing our audience. But mm-hmm. no one understands that anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's always me, 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 me.
0: Mm. Well, that is actually something that I have noticed a little bit especially when we were starting like there were we played with enough people and a good number of them were like all right stick around for the rest of the bands and they would stick around for the rest of the night and there were a couple of shows where like anymore they're just like hey you know like these guys left like played the first set and then left we'll send them their money but you know, they're only getting the base amount. We made a little extra. Here you guys go. Yeah. You know, you, you get more for sticking around and mm-hmm. and being part of the environment and the scene.
1: My one story, I love telling it, because it's, it's funny. We were, uh, we were headlining at the Saint, and uh, it was a Friday night. Place was fucking packed all night long. Wall-to-wall people. We go up on stage. We start setting up. They pull the curtain back for us. Just the 25 people we brought. Not one other band, not nobody in the fucking bar. Man. I was just like, ah, motherfuckers.
2: They yeah. say the main event's the loneliest place. Yeah, it
1: is. It yeah. is. It sucks.
2: That's actually one of the things that I've I've
0: like tried to think of like a way of doing it, and one of the solutions, at least for me, is like I always listen to like people who we get show offers for beforehand, and I'm like all right, will I like sitting here and listening to them after we've played or, you know, until we play and all that stuff? And if it's a yes, then I'm like, cool. If it's a no, then it's like, all right, well, I'll still sit around anyways and listen to them. But, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, people should just, well, I say should just, no. But, like, you know, one of the things you should do is try to book shows for people you like so that you're going to stick around.
1: But people don't don't, appreciate music the way they used to. You know, people used to go see a show. Mm -hmm. Now people go see the band that they were co-horsed in from their friends to buy a ticket from, (laughs) and it's like inconveniencing them. So they go see that one band so they don't look like an asshole, and then they go home.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: See, I I still think people should stick around because you never know what you're going to find. Like the one time, the last time we played at Dingbat's, we were opening for a band called The Raskins, and I'd never listened to them before. But they looked like an old, older like I want to say Motley Crue era type band. Yeah, yeah. They wound up borrowing our head units for our amps, and so we stuck around. And they put on a show that was killer. I never would have expected it. Yeah,
0: yeah. They put on a hell of a show, and you know, after and because they borrowed our gear, their promoter was like. Oh, hey, are you guys the guys we borrowed the equipment from? We're like, yeah, yeah, glad it's being put to good use. And he was like, yeah, here, let me, you know, buy you guys a drink. And we were like, thanks, sure. Yeah. You know, but uh, it also kind of helped cement us at Dingbats as like, hey, These are good guys. Like they'll work with other people and all that stuff. So it's just good. It's good to be good to other people. Yeah, that's just what it is.
1: I said it's the biggest thing is don't be a dick. Mm -hmm. Don't be a dick. (laughs) Because I've been doing this for a long time. Like me and my band, useless. We're all, you know, I'm the youngest one in the band, and I'm almost forty, you know, and it's we've been doing this a long time. We've all been playing shows since the '90s, you know, and it's we have a lot of rep like a reputation, like you know, a lot of people know us all over the place. It's because we're not dicks. We show mm-hmm. up, we hang out, we never talk shit about anybody, and if we do, it's it's normally a joke, but you mm-hmm. know and it's 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 just don't be a dick that's the best way to get somewhere it's just don't be a dick
2: yeah music's supposed to be a uniting force oh exactly
1: like i said when i was growing up the music the music scene was our like community mm-hmm. and everybody would hang out and all the different bands would hang out outside of shows we'd go and do stupid shit that doesn't happen anymore
2: unfortunately
1: it's not it's not it's not what it's not what it was but it's probably never will be again you know it's always going to be something different
0: yeah I think a, at least part of that problem is like the amount of people who take videos of shows. And they're like, and lots of people are like, ah, I can just see it later.
1: We've been talking about this one a lot, too. Let me get your th- feelings on this as a band. Let's say you're playing Dingbats, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's $20 to get in the door, right? You're playing with some band, $20 to get in the door. How would you feel if they also offered a $10 online ticket and you could live stream the show?
0: see that i think it's brilliant it's a great idea and i honestly wouldn't mind that specifically because it's like
1: but it means less people at the show
0: not necessarily it could though uh, (laughs) because well for us at least as a group we travel a lot so our local fans can't make it out to all of our shows that they want to see us at but this would then be like all right you guys have a chance to see us play with these huge yeah. names. Or so that's, that's the upside, that but the do.
1: downside is you're just going to get some people
2: like, why
1: am I going to drive all the way over there to go see you and pay $20 to go see you guys when I can sit on my couch and pay 10 bucks and see the same thing?
2: At the same time, there's the people who are going to want to be there for that Feeling of being. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you still
1: have a lot of people who are still kind of iffy on the whole COVID thing, and but they don't want to be in mass them. groups of people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's mm-hmm. just another outlet to make mm-hmm. sure more people see your band. Exactly, yeah.
2: it would help with them seeing the shows because I know a lot of people have been saying, "Man, when are shows coming back?" Tell some of my coworkers at, at my full time job; they keep asking me, "When are you playing a show? We want to come see shows."
1: Yeah, I'm actually playing tomorrow night. Oh, nice! Yeah, we're playing uh, down at the waterfront in Lacey. Oh, us in a that's... band called Dying Light. Oh, cool. right, a big fancy restaurant right on the water, Very bunch nice. of metal bands.
2: <laughs> I've been there, uh, I think once or twice. So
1: it's a really super nice place. Oh, absolutely. You just wouldn't expect. Like we play like a like a stone of rock, doom, sludge kind of thing, mm-hmm. Caius in that, in that vein, and mm-hmm. uh, we're we're loud, like we're real
2: loud, and mm-hmm.
1: when it, just us playing there, it just doesn't seem right, but it works. We played there like twice already, you not know, once, and when we went over, great. I mean, they're all like, we're, we're so loud, it's kind of like, yeah, and we do this really killer cover of uh, Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers, oh, and as soon nice. as we hit that, everybody's like, wow, they see a bunch of these big bearded dudes, and we're being all crazy with ourselves, and then we just launch into some Bill Withers, and they're like, oh, shit.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> these, yeah. these dudes are serious. Mm-hmm.
0: That's actually one of the things that I've, I've been try- always tried to do with our music, is like never write just one specific style of stuff it's just like yeah i want to surprise people surprising people is the best part about music oh yeah
1: we got like slow black sabbathy kind of stuff some faster more you know like technical kind of metal you know we 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 go back and forth but it's it sucks for us around here because there's no there's not a lot of bands that fit that genre in this Mm. area so Mm. we normally end up playing with like punk rock shows and then like we're like that one band that doesn't fit in. Or mm-hmm. if we're playing like a Dingbats metal show, we're just just not metal enough, you know?
0: <laughs> Yo, you have no idea.
1: Because <laughs> we play, like, our, our riffs are super heavy, but I don't scream at all. I say, oh. I full voice singing the whole time. And it's like, a lot of people, my, one of my biggest influences is Life of Agony. So mm-hmm. that's exactly right where my realm is. And it just kind of takes that heaviness and just... Smooths it out a little bit. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So for the longest time before we brought in Austin, he was on guitars as well as screaming. So a lot of our songs were mainly just me singing, and he would, you know, do some backup screams. Yeah, some accents. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. and then we, uh, you know, switched guitar. His guitar. He, I took his guitar for a song, and we had just one full scream song with where I sing the chorus, and then he screams the rest of it, and then the rest of it was then back to me. And so it's one of those things where that was us for a while and we played uh this this one festival which was just screaming metal band after screaming metal band after screaming metal band. And we and we were the first ones on for the night. And we we're like, yeah, I felt like we did pretty good. And then we heard the rest of the band and we we're like, we don't match.
1: We're not this <laughs> nah, group. We don't, we don't fit in anywhere. I'm
0: glad we got cheers because this is not our crowd. <laughs> it
1: happens. I mean, it, but th- you got to play the same. You're still going to mm-hmm. find, you know, there's a good handful of people in those crowds that'll still dig
2: you. you know? Oh, yeah. Maybe um, not was- as many
1: as if you're on like the proper bill, but... Those, you'll still pick out a few. Yeah,
2: oh, we absolutely botched a cover during that one, that specific show, mm. and people were still saying, "Dude, I loved your cover of that song." And I'm like, "Why?
0: It was bad." <laughs> you, you literally couldn't hear me playing what, the guitar for a certain while because the string broke. And, like 15 seconds into the song, and the it's, string broke. And it's, during the, a lead. and it's the heavy string. It's the bottom string. Yeah. So it's the main part of the song. Yeah, the whole
1: bottom end just falls right out. And yeah. it was
0: just like, oh well. There goes that. <laughs> All
1: right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for coming in. Yeah. Thank you for having us. No, no, it's been a good it's time. my pleasure. You guys were great, and I had a lot of fun. Yeah, thank same you, here. Thank really. you very much. Uh, can tell everybody where they can find you, how they can get in touch with you. You know.
0: Uh, well, we are on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, YouTube, uh, several other music listening st- pl- uh, platforms. Probably on. Most of them, we even bothered to get us on ourselves on Shazam, if that's still a
2: thing. <laughs> so we're on there. Hey, we're on Napster as well, which is oh, a throwback. Yeah. Napster yeah. is still Napster's a thing, a people. I thought that was a dead system.
0: I, yeah, while I was looking, I looked at all the places it was going to put us, and I saw Napster, and I'm like, really? Napster's still here?
2: Basically, you can find our music anywhere you find music. And you can find us on social media or like Instagram. I believe we have a Twitter. I do, we yes, we do have a Twitter. Most of the Facebook. handles are usually SYKU official or just look up on Facebook. Someday you'll know us. Yep, you'll awesome. find us.
1: And as usual, you can hit us up at jsmpinfo at gmail.com if you want to come on the podcast or just talk shit, tell us we suck, you know, whatever. Or you can tell Jeff, get the fuck back here. I mean, what the fuck, dude? Seriously, no. I love him. He, he He's my guy. He's, he, he needed a break. He's got family things to take care of. It's all good. He still lets me use the place, so can't complain. Thanks again, guys. I really appreciate it.
0: Anytime. Absolutely. Bye. It's because I slightly did. I tried to have a thought, and then it just went... Nope. I was like, alright, fine. I see how today's gonna go.